some uh, an email from Kevin and his team probably about two months ago and thought, let's go ahead and get this parents meeting together before we start impact and have those Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon meetings like every Sunday. And so that was our goal to get it before spring break. Um, now, if you have, uh, as with anything like this, my guess is going to be that um, probably most of you in the room are probably already pretty involved in what you're uh, doing with the Internet in your own home. That's just my guess. I could be totally wrong. But um, that is my guess. My guess would be that probably most parents who really need to hear this probably aren't actually here today. And so if that's the case, um, we, we're actually recording it uh, today. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be able to post this whole uh, podcast on our student webpage. If you go to the high school webpage, go to downloads, you'll be able to uh, hear what happened today in high school ministry, but also what's going to happen here um, in this session as well. So if you have friends that missed this session um, and they need to hear it, by all means, forward them that link on the church website, and please get the word out about uh, that podcast especially, because we feel like what you're about to hear from uh, Kevin from Covenant Eyes, I think, is essential for every parent to hear, especially um, parents that are a part of the body of Christ. Um, quick show of hands, how many of you all can remember the first time you ever actually saw the Internet? Raise your hand. Raise your hand high. Okay. So most of us, I told the high school kids this morning, just my own experience, um, I can still recall the first time I actually saw the Internet. Um, and it was in, I was on a college trip. I was a junior in high school. And I was checking out uh, Cedarville College, Cedarville University in Ohio. And uh, a friend of mine went there, and he showed me this thing called Prodigy that allowed you to see, like, basketball scores, um, like, sent to him. And I was going, this is amazing, right? And, uh, and then, obviously, things have just wildly taken off in the last uh, 15, 20 years. And here we have... Most kids have the Internet, what I call the entire world, like in their pocket, like literally. I mean, have you guys been in a place before and thought to yourself of a certain question? You have a certain question and you go, wait a second, I could find out right now on Google on my iPhone, right? And you like actually are just in awe of what you can do with this thing. And um, it is amazing, but as with anything that is amazing technologically, um, there are some really good uses to technology. Um, I, I tell kids all the time, I love Facebook, uh, but it's also got a dark side to it as well, all the technology does. And so Kevin is going to be addressing those darker issues today. And, uh, and my hope is that you'll get a lot out of this and that you'll be enlightened as to how you as a parent can be more informed and how you can play and should be playing a huge role in your children's lives when it comes to the Internet. Um, the analogy that I will use is a pretty blunt analogy, but I think a good analogy. Uh, you, you can't just pretend like this is not an issue or this is not a problem. Um, if you can imagine, um, as a parent, if you can imagine picking up a big stack of pornographic magazines putting them in your son or daughter's closet and saying, hey, don't look at those. Okay? Because if you in your home, if you have unfiltered, unbridled Internet access, that is essentially what you are doing to your children. Okay? If you are essentially placing a stack of bad magazines in their room and saying, hey, don't look at that. Right? 
And, and so the idea that you would have Internet in your home and not have some kind of a accountability or filter to it or some kind of thing in place that would keep your kid pure in this way, to me, is just ludicrous. I'm not trying to offend people today. I'm just trying to tell you honestly, as a youth pastor, just what I see um, with our own kids. And, and I think a lot of the kids I work with would say that their parents have no clue what is going on on the Internet and what is happening in their lives when it comes to the Internet. Um, other kids I've talked to have said things like, yeah, I really want to get accountability in this area, but I'm afraid to go to my parents and admit what I'm struggling with. And for a lot of kids, their fear might be that, you know, mom or dad might struggle in the same way, or they have a lot of fears as to how um, they should go about telling their parents about their struggle and how they can get the help they need to, to have accountability. So, so our encouragement is going to be to you today that um, that you've got to have this conversation with your kids. You cannot... Let things go unaddressed, um, because if you do, um, you guys have seen how this stuff just tears apart relationships, tears apart marriages, and um, the last thing you'd want to have on on your head would be that you didn't do anything about it, and this is a a hugely important issue. So uh, please get the word out about the podcast. This is being recorded today, and we'll have it posted on the uh, the high school webpage in the coming weeks or so. Uh, so get the word out about that. Um, now, Kevin uh, Maginity is his name. He's actually from Covenant Eyes. He'll explain more of what he does and how you guys can get involved in that. And uh, he's going to join us up here on the stage. Go ahead and come on down. You want to show the video first? Okay. Watch this video first, then he'll come on up and, and share with you. Welcome, Kevin, from Covenant Eyes. Good afternoon. Thank you all for coming out. You guys are awesome. Your kids are awesome. They were in here this morning, and uh, we had a wonderful time. And uh, I I just want to, before we get going, I I hope you learned some stuff there. Uh, That DVD, by the way, is available online. It's from... uh, Dr. David Murray, he's a professor of theology at Reformed Theological Seminary in Grand Rapids. It's called um, God's Technology. I think you can get it for $4.99. That's just a little clip of it. He has on there a lot of stuff about how to, uh, you saw some of it there because we were queued up wrong, but practical steps to take to help your family uh, with the Internet and help you kind of get a hold of it. Uh, as Dave said, my name is Kevin McGinnity. I am a Internet Safety Consultant, which is kind of a new term for us at Covenant Eyes. Uh, Covenant Eyes is located in Owasso, Michigan. We have about 60 employees. Uh, we are looking for good programmers. Uh, if you know anybody who wouldn't mind living in mid-Michigan, um, you can go online and, and check that out. But uh, we're growing uh, very fast. This is a, a tsunami uh, type of thing as you see coming, and uh, you parents are in an interesting situation. We did, before I get started with the, uh, with the PowerPoint, we commissioned a survey, and we'll talk more about this, because we saw uh, the implications. We could sense things were happening. There's a shift out there with technology, but we really wanted to know more about what the shift was, how it was affecting families, and Uh, One of the interesting things we found is that you folks, as parents, are the first generation in the history of the world 
where your children are actually accessing information before you give them permission or before you even know it yourself. This is a titanic, this is a titanic shift in the way families operate because they are digital natives. They know how this stuff works from, you know, this tall now. They know how to use a mouse. They know, they, they watch. They know what iPhones are. They know what iPads are. And, and they're all very interested in it. So even little kids are growing up with this. But we as parents didn't grow up with it. So we're at a disadvantage. And my goal here today is to, to help you gain some advantage. Um, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to start out by presenting you with awareness. I'm going to make you aware of some things. We just made you aware of a few things, but I want to make you aware of more things. Uh, this may be somewhat painful, so I just want to give you a heads up because being made aware of things is, is, can be painful, and, that, and that's okay. Um, and then we're going to talk about, you know, giving you some understanding. Once you have understanding, then you can move to, to actually change and change the way uh, things are done in your home and, and so forth. So we're going to move through this uh, presentation. This is actually the results of a, a study we had commissioned, and uh, we're pleased to bring it to you today. It is sponsored by Covenant Eyes. Uh, we did uh, put a lot of time and resources into this, so uh, if we can get it up. We always know when, technolo when technology is being messed with that, you know, that someone's out to get us, right? We're trying to be discouraged, so we won't allow that to happen. I am, as was mentioned earlier, a Detroit Lions fan, and uh, that's by birth, and uh, there's always hope, right? There's always hope. And uh, also a Michigan State fan, and uh, I was sad to see the Longhorns get beat by Nebraska the other night, but uh, I think, you know, Tom Izzo says that Texas is the best out there, so I, I trust what he says, so you guys should have a, a national championship come March. All right. The title of the presentation today is The Five Hidden Dangers Facing You and Your Family Right Now. And you see that the subtitle says, uh, no matter how vigilant we are as parents, we're always playing catch-up. And the reason is what I told you earlier. The reason you're playing catch-up is because your kids have a head start. And so this is going to require you to kind of change the way you parent. And just so you know, and to be fair to the kids, I asked them um, to offer to help teach their parents about what they do online. So what I talked to them about was, you know, your parents don't know all the things you know, and um, but they're interested in learning. They love you, and one of the ways you can love them back is by allowing them into your online world. And so that's my goal today. I want to uh, reconcile, okay? Relationships are very important. They're very important. They're very important to, to God important enough to uh, send his son to reconcile our relationships. And so if there's anything going on that's rec um, messing with their relationship vertically with God or with their relationships horizontally with, with their parents and their friends and the rest of their family, then it's our business as, as Christians, as uh, brothers and sisters, to, uh, to correct that. And that's what I want to talk about. Uh, the scripture I want to get started with this morning comes out of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 4. 9 through 12 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has another to lift him up, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one 
who is alone, two will withstand him, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. The problem is, with technology, it's an isolating situation usually. Okay, screens are isolating. When we're looking at our iPod or our computer or whatever we're looking at, there's usually not a crowd of people around us, or we're not interacting. It's all focused on whatever is in, in the computer. And so when we're isolated, and we've shared the scripture with the children, that's when the enemy, who prowls like a lion, comes in and is most active. And, uh, you know, I'm here. I was very excited to find out where you all are located when I saw you were close to Fort Hood because um, I believe there's a spiritual thing going on in this area. Uh, and that's just as someone from Michigan who's a pastor who, who has some kind of prophetic kind of tendencies. When, when I, and, and last night it was, there was a guy, one of the survivors was on TV. Did anybody see that? There's one guy who survived all that, and he was on TV last night being interviewed. I, I wanted to try and catch it, but I could. So there's, there's spiritual activity in this area geographically, uh, and, and we're all dealing with it. So that's kind of an aside. But, uh, so let's get into the presentation. Um, again, we commissioned Empire Research to, uh, to, to bring you this. As I mentioned, keeping up with the dangers facing families has become an enormous challenge, and we appreciate that. And we're here for you at Covenant Eyes, and we'll talk more about that later. Uh, we hired this independent co company to study the dangers, and uh, we also want to talk about strategies, what you can do to keep your family safe. We're going to look at uh, how parental responsibility is changing, the hidden dangers that are actually, as, as Dave said, tearing families apart, why parents can actually feel helpless. Uh, against these dangers, and we're going to bring you some hope. There's always hope. So uh, let's look at some of the trends. Now, you, I don't know if you know these acronyms. I would suspect you don't. But part of the problem is we're living in a foreign country when we, we're talking about our children online. They even have their, their own language. And so as parents, one of the things you can do, and this is easily... Uh, Googled, Internet Lingo is called, and you can, you, can, uh, you can Google this. This particular one comes, this is like a 37-pager. This is just the top 20, uh, but 37 pages of these acronyms. And um, it comes from the uh, Attorney General of the State of Idaho. So you can see there's a few in there about parents. Parent alert, parents are watching, parent in the room, parent over shoulder. Okay, they have ways of cluing each other in on what they're doing, and they have their own language. So, again, this puts you on the outside. You don't know what the language is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you as parents to, know, to learn the language. Okay, and uh, it, like I said, it's available on, on Google. The Internet is ever-changing. Uh, again, we talked about how many websites come up uh, each, each, each minute, each second. Uh, in January 2010, 234 million. Uh, 2009 alone, 47 million new websites went up. That's nearly two new websites every second. So we're going to have like five or 6,000 websites go up while we're, while we're sitting here. Again, we, we talked about this with the kids. People are spending more time online. You, you can all agree with that, right? Uh, it's just becoming more and more of our, our lives. 84% of young people, and we, we say young, we mean between the ages of 8 and 18, have access to the Internet in their homes. They've mentioned they also have it 
in their pockets. So if they're anywhere where it's Wi-Fi, uh, McDonald's, wherever, they can access the Internet. Seventy percent of young people spend time online each and every day. So they're doing this every day. This is part of what they do. This is part of their life. This is an activity like any kind of sporting thing, any, any other activity they'd be involved in. This is an activity that you as parents need to get yourself involved in if you're not already. The amount of time spent with computers is increased over the last decade. That's just with computers. Um, Americans between the ages of 13 and 24 spend a half a work week online each week, 20 hours, just surfing the Internet. Young people are drifting from personal interaction. It's harder to get our kids to talk with us because um, they're just not interacting with people. They're becoming less and less skilled at it even. Uh, participation in team sports is declining. You know, just going out to the movies is declining. Adolescents staying home to watch television or rent videos is going up. And the amount of time they're spent on computers is, is going up exponentially. So this means that the kids are drifting, families are also drifting from interaction. This is a big deal. I, I want you guys to, to consider this because I've talked to many people who, because they've been ignored, either someone's watching TV, someone's on the Internet or doing something, or... You know, you're talking with someone. How many times have you had this where you're talking with someone, all of a sudden something goes off in their pocket, right? They use, oh, wait, wait a minute, and they kind of go away from you and take care of their business. How do you feel when that happens? You know, that's how our kids feel, or that's how, that's what technology is doing to relationships. I mean, uh, we, we need to, you know, teach them how to be a little, little better mannered on their technology. And if the phone rings or something happens with it, you know, they need to understand that they don't need to go after it right away. And, of course, neither do we. So when people are ignored, what they do is they go seek, they, they seek attention somewhere else. They'll go find someone to pay attention to them. So I want to encourage you to not let your technology or their technology become, come between uh, family business. Again, 50% are ignored because of TV. Family time is decreasing. In 2011% said family members were spending too much time online. 2008, the concern had grown to nearly 30%. Online activity also uh, interferes with work. Um, one to two hours a day, the average employee spends online. I don't even want to know what that is nationally for loss of productivity. Uh, 2010, 10% of companies fired someone for social media actions which that, that's going up. It doubled in two years. 20% of men, 13% of women admitted to accessing pornography at work on, on company time. The numbers are growing. We, we talked uh, about pornography. 72 million people visit pornographic sites annually. Over 100,000 websites offer illegal child pornography. Nearly 90% of sexual solicitations are done over the Internet. Your children are being approached by predators online. 20%, one in five, have received some type of solicitation over the Internet. What is inappropriate content? We talk about inappropriate content. It's easy to consider that to be something like pornography or, or, or something that's relevant to us, but it's actually anything that's not age-appropriate. So in addition to pornography, young people are bombarded with online content that's inappropriate to their stage of development. 
Examples vary by age. They include things like pro-drug and, and drinking messages, violence, profanity, sexuality in the music, song lyrics, video games, social networking, dating sites, just to name a few. So when I was a child, which was some time ago, my parents knew where I was going. I was going down two blocks to play baseball, or I was going over to a friend's house on another block. I was like 13 or 14 before I even went downtown, which was like two miles from where I lived. So my whole world was about a four-block area. And my parents knew all the other parents in that area. Okay, so if something happened, it didn't take long to reach home. Now when our children, uh, as Dave said, they have the whole world in their pocket. And when something happens, you may never know about it. And that's the threat that that's the biggest threat that we have as parents. How do we how do we stay on top of this? So what are the five hidden dangers? First of all, you're busy. Anybody here not busy? Okay. Good. Economic challenges, we have to work, correct? Financial struggles cause parents to work a combined average of 63 hours a week. So only a few of you, less than half of you, can afford to have one parent at home. That's just the, that's just the way it is. 50% of school children, this is from the U.S. Census Bureau, were home alone before school. 76%. Almost three-quarters of kids are home alone after school, between the time school gets out and dinner time. And then in the evening, uh, 9%. Kids between 12 and 14, half of them are home alone at an average of seven hours a week. In, in conjunction with that, they have more access. They, they're, they're, they can get to more of the world. 50% of the teens and nearly 30% of the children are able to surf the, the Internet without any supervision. None. One in three never receive any advice. This is an area where I'm going to work with Dave and Tim and you guys, you know, there should be some type of curriculum, and we're working at Covenant Eyes to develop this, for parents to teach their children about how to do YouTube, how to do Facebook, uh, and how to, you know, actually some training for our children. They just grab their devices and go, and they go without a plan, they go without a prayer, and they go without a partner. So those three things need to happen. We need to, they need to plan. We need to plan our technology. How long are you going to be on? Who are you going to associate with? Uh, when are you going to be done? What do you hope to accomplish? Who's going to hold you accountable? Of course, we know that our kids use social networking, gaming, chat room, all these other interactive services, which allows them to communicate with strangers online. So how can we parents possibly keep up? By the way, I'm a parent of a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old, and uh, we're keeping up. But we'll we'll get into the strategies here in a minute. Dave talked about earlier with the kids about having Internet in their bedrooms. Parents, I'm going to be straight with you. Your children should not have Internet accessibility in their rooms. And my, my rule is, if they're old enough to drive, they're old enough to surf online. You know, my boy's 13. He's got, he can text once in a while. 
he take, we let him take one of the phones, but he has no Internet access other than the computer in the family room at home during prescribed times. And that's just the way it is. If they have it in their bedroom, this is one step you can make today to help protect your child. 80% have a mobile phone or iPod. This was a statistic that happened before Christmas. So I don't know how many of the iPod touches were sold at Christmas, but I know it was a lot. 95% of iPod touch owners are under the age of 18. One in three teens admitted they were trying to hide what they were looking at when a parent entered the room. I talked to your children about this this morning. They don't ever try and hide something they're doing right, do they? If they're doing it right, they're running to you and going, look what I did. Look what I did. If they're doing something wrong, they're hiding. This is a default behavior. This is exactly what Adam and Eve did. So if they're not willing to uh, let you into what they're doing, then there's an issue that you need to address. So that's time constraints. Time management's a little bit different. How are we spending our time? Well, we're watching a lot of TV and we're surfing the Internet right along uh, with our children. Teenagers are 31 hours a week online. What are we doing when we're online? We, uh, Facebook, social networking. You can see over here, that's Facebook right there. The latest statistic is 25% of all online time is spent on Facebook. That's in millions of hours each month. On Facebook alone, 30 billion pieces of content are shared each month. 3 billion photos are uploaded each month. 500 million active users and growing. 700 billion minutes people spend on month per Facebook. And Facebook, I don't know if you know the story behind what's going on in uh, Egypt, but a lot of that started with one guy on Facebook coming up with a profile uh, persona that wasn't himself, and that's why they shut it down. So Facebook is becoming very powerful and very much something that, that the, the, world, the whole world is using. How does this affect families? 26 hours per month with their families, the first half of the decade of 2000, uh, down to 18 hours, which is a drop of 30%. So we're spending less and less time with our families. 28% of people said their families spent less time together since being connected to the Internet, which is a 200% increase from 2006. And what I'm going to share with you today is if you plug into what your kids are doing online, I believe that we can use the technology to grow our, and build our relationships with our children. You have to be willing as parents to enter into that world, become educated about it, and to relate to your kids in the area of their technology. Danger number three, lack of communication. By the way, these dangers are all dangers to relationships. Okay, that's the biggest danger, is a danger to relationships. What problems are, arise from not communicating? We know uh, poor communication between husbands and wives is the most common cause of divorce. Between parents and children uh, has been linked to drug and alcohol abuse and all types of rebellious and deviant behavior. Uh, more than 40% of adolescents have had intercourse before talking to their parents about sex. Almost one in two. So obviously we're not really communicating as well as we could be. What are the dangers of not communicating about online content? It's the whole world. I, I equate it to a bad neighborhood. There's good things 
but there's a lot of bad things out there. So really, if you're not aware of what they're doing online, you're just giving them the keys and saying, go. There are many potential threats. There's a lot of good things online, a lot of great resources, but there's also many potential threats. 28% of teens said they had shared personal information about themselves that they would not normally share in public. We got a little bit of a reaction from the kids this morning when we kind of touched on this area. 13% said they had sent or posted nude or semi-nude photos of themselves or someone else. When we don't spend time with our families, as we grow older, we, we, we tend to regret it. Um, a survey by the uh, Child Psychology Survey asked, what do you wish, if anything, was different about your childhood? And overall, 63% cited more quality time with a parent or a family member. So, you know, we have this, this need, this desire to spend more time together, but it's almost as if the world is trying to tear us apart. And we know that that's probably true. Uh, danger number four, inappropriate content. Dangers to family relationships. I touched on this earlier. Married people who are involved in pornography feel less sexually satisfied with their spouse and less attracted to them. So 56% of divorces say pornography is a major cause. It's correlated with an increase in infidelity of more than 300%. Uh, percent. Youth are especially at risk because they're curious, especially young boys. The average age of a child's first Internet exposure to pornography is 11 years old, and it can be as young as 8. The largest consumers of Internet pornography are between the ages of 12 and 17. This comes out of Brigham Young, and Brigham Young does a lot of good work in this, this area. What are some of the dangers of children viewing pornography? They're not, we talked about earlier, not being ready, developed enough to even deal with it. So they become exposed to sensations that they aren't prepared to deal with. Um, distorted perceptions of what love is, what sexuality is. Um, and it can actually incite them to act out with their friends. It also leaves them vulnerable to exploitation, violence, and harm by uh, online sex offenders. Finally, the last danger we want to look at is danger number five, lack of self-discipline. I mentioned earlier about praying, planning, and a partner. We need to, we need to, to think about this before we start clicking and getting on to the, to the technology. We have to be disciplined about our technology use. And we talked to your children about this uh, this morning. Addiction is a real thing. Actually, there's a thing now called Internet addiction. You can be addicted just to the Internet, not, not pornography or gambling or anything like that, but just the Internet itself. Uh, actually, the numbers are 10%, uh, or almost 20 million people actually have a dependency on the Internet that can be as destructive as any other addiction or drug dependency. So, you know... When my daughter, she had to fast Facebook. For 21 days she fasted Facebook because it was controlling her. She had to get online to see what her friends were saying. She had to re respond. For some reason she's one of these that seems to need to uh, encourage her friends, and so she's always kind of nurturing them online. But it, w it was a good thing she was doing 
But it was just getting, you know, it was taking up too much of her time, and it was affecting our relationship. So she came to us and said, I'm fasting Facebook for, for 21 days. And when she got back on Facebook, she was totally a different person. She had a whole different attitude about it. You could see that she kind of, you know, developed something while she was off. And, uh, and she's much better with her time control on it now. If you have something, an issue, the Internet can exacerbate it. It can make it worse. Um, health professionals agree that gambling and pornography can both be created addictions and exaggerated or uh, aggravated by their prevalence online. Video games, especially with the young boys. You know, they're up all hours of the night playing these video games. Um, they actually could, could be on the verge of being addicted to them because of what happens in their, you know, the chemical release in their brains while they're playing them, especially the violent ones and the war ones and, and all of that. What are the effects on the family? Well, there's a, there's a dollar effect, obviously, in treating addiction each year to the nation. Um, disconnected trust between family members. Just lose that trust. Emotional and sometimes physical trauma to those involved. Feelings such as depression, anxiety, helplessness, and guilt. Other serious issues such as mental illness, neglect, and abuse. So as a result of these five things, these relational dangers, your job has become more challenging than ever before. Okay, so that's, that was the awareness section of my presentation. We're going to move into doing some um, understanding, showing you some things that you can do. But before we do that, I'm open to any questions. Does anybody have any questions about what we've covered so far? Yes, sir. I'm not going to do that here today, but we have that information available on our, our website. And we can get that to you, and Dave and Tim know how to get a hold of me, and I'll give you my information. We want to help you guys. We want to provide resources for you. So if you have any questions, feel free to call me or call Covenant Eyes. Anything else? There are strategies for keeping families safe. The first strategy I want to talk to you about and I talk to your kids about is accountability. The scripture I read talked about, you know, the need for accountability. That was Solomon. He's, you know, one of the wisest people to ever live. He realized that if we're alone, we're susceptible to dangers. So the first thing we want to do is develop accountability. The best way for your children to get trained, and by the way, this is a training situation. You are training your ch child in the way that they should go so that when they are older and leave your home, they continue in the ways in which they were trained. And so accountability is the best way to do training, making sure that you're keeping them accountable. And this has to be done, parents, with love, with love. Um, Sometimes our tendency is to be a little bit legalistic and to lay down the law and to be less than loving with our children because, because of, of many reasons. But we need, if we're holding them accountable, if we want them to share with us what they're doing, it has to be done out of love, not out of trying to bust them doing something or catch them doing something wrong. They will sense that in a, in a heartbeat. So the best way to learn is through being held accountable to sources outside ourselves, in your case, 
you can hold your children accountable. Maintain access to the accounts in your in your family. Okay, if they've got email accounts, make sure you, you can you can check those once in a while. Twitter accounts, Facebook friend. When I uh, when I told the kids that I was going to encourage your, the parents to be their Facebook friend, they kind of their shoulders kind of sagged a little bit. That's okay. It's okay. My wife says, well, you know what the world needs? I said, no, what does the world need? She says, the world needs more mean moms. <laughs> okay. And she's been doing a pretty good job of that. Not in the word, necessarily in the pure sense of the word mean, but in the sense of the word that, look, I'm your mother. I love you. I'm going to be interested in what you're doing. I'm going to hold you accountable to the things you're doing. And if they sense that that's your motive, they will become more agreeable to have you involved. We have to do this out of love. Accountability, we know it's effective in beating addictions. I know you guys have uh, Celebrate Recovery here. They talk about uh, sponsors and accountability partners all the time. To go cold turkey from something is pretty much impossible. We talked with the kids about that this morning, about just trying to change their behavior. Um, Relapse is prevalent with most addictions, so it's imperative that we have some type of accountability uh, system. Is this an invasion of privacy? This gets back to being the mean mom or the mean dad. And uh, this is where we need to pray a lot and seek the Lord a lot. And how can we maintain our relationship or increase or enhance or improve our relationship with the young people, yet still, you know, parent as, as we should appropriately, because we're going to have to answer to God uh, someday for, for the things that, you know, how we raised our children. And they need to understand that. And it's not because you don't love them. It's because you do love them. But it's far too often we don't get involved. Like it says here, this is Dr. Laura, so you know how she is. She doesn't cut, you know, she doesn't soften anything. But she's right. We, didn't, we go into denial as parents. Oh, my child would never do that. I've raised them up good. I told the kids this morning, we're all sinners. The Bible says that we, all, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so temptation, even Jesus was tempted. You know, and your kids aren't Jesus. And they're out there looking for him. The pornographers, these people, marketers, they're out there looking for your children. They don't monitor what kids are doing because they don't have the time. We're going to talk about some time, some ways to, to deal with that. Or they, they just don't believe that their child would ever do anything wrong, which is a form of, of denial. So accountability is the first one. Of course, protection, especially for younger kids. The younger they are, the more protection is important. Uh, protecting children from online risk must be a national priority for, for all families. This comes from the FBI. Yes, they, it's a wonderful tool for research that allows them to get new sources of knowledge, but it also leaves them vulnerable. Even though the Internet is vast, you can't control it. Uh, would you buy your child uh, a one-way ticket to Las Vegas and give him a couple thousand bucks and let him go alone? No, we wouldn't do that, but we let them go online by themselves and it's, it's probably just as bad, if not worse. So find a blocking filter for your young, your young children to control what is brought into the home. And as we train them, uh, we believe you can actually uh, 
reduce what's blocked and eventually get rid of the blocking once the relationship is developed and you're getting reports and holding them accountable. How do I offer protection? There's parental controls on your machines. There's also lots of blocking software out there that you can purchase and put on, on the machines. You want to find out what's going on uh, at your kid's school, at your kid's friends, uh, wherever they're going, uh, the library, uh, all these places. Uh, the, you know, their friends have, have uh, iPod touches and laptops. You know, so we we need to start talking to them about that, and we need to really check in, on a deeper level of where our children are going and what's accessible to them there. So try and always be aware of your family's internet activity. Again, keep the communication lines open. Do not shut down your child. This is probably, if I could leave one thing with you, this would be it. Even if they're misbehaving, we need to. We don't want to burn that bridge and have them you know, rebel against us and, and shut down. So keep your communication lines open. You are, as a parent, you're a bigger influencer than Tim. You're a bigger influencer than Dave. You're a bigger influencer than the pastor. You're a bigger influencer than their teachers, than what they see online. You still, even if your child isn't liking you too much, you still have more influence over them than anyone else. What should you talk about? I love this picture. You know, how often do we sit around and talk with our children about what they're doing online and be genuinely interested? Have them teach you about where they go, what they do, who their friends are. Talk to them, you know, train them. We see that a majority of them or 35% of them aren't trained on anything when it comes to the Internet. Train them about sexual victimization and the potential dangers that are out there. Uh, Don't get in the car with strangers. And so teach them, you know, how to use the Internet responsibly. Stay informed yourself. And this is often difficult, I know. Uh, like I said, we at Covenant Eyes, we have a blog, www.covenanteyes.com. We have a blog. We have uh, a Parenting the Internet Generation booklet that you're going to get here before you leave, I think. Uh, we have other information. We have this particular uh, webinar that we can do online to different groups and we're developing more all the time. So we're taking an educational approach because we feel that that's what's needed the most. People just aren't aware. We're trying to create awareness. So know what your family is being exposed to and what they're viewing. Keep up with the current emerging threats. Keep yourself informed. Have discussions with your family about what you have learned and about what they have learned. This should be a topic of uh, dinner table discussion, you know, what cool game did you find on the Internet today, son? You know, oh, yeah, really, what's that about? You know, just start talking to them about what they're doing there. And finally, and this is where Covenant Eyes comes in as far as what we actually distribute and sell, use technology to your advantage. This is where we turn the table on the enemy. I love turning the table on the enemy. When the enemy's using something against us, I think Jesus just loves to turn the tables on them. And so we we need to use the same technology that's kind of challenging for us and flip it and turn the tables. Uh, so when you're looking for some accountability type stuff, software, of course we recommend looking for the following. You want it to be uh, recommended by top individuals and organizations in the field. Ensure that it will do uh, 
Number one, block unwanted content and circumvention sites. This is the filter or the protection. You want it to be age appropriate so that mom and dad aren't getting blocked by something because Susie can't see it. So you should be able to set for each member of the family the restrictions on, on what you're doing. We want something that actually sends you a report of all websites that are visited by, by the users. You want to offer content-based analysis and age-appropriate rating of websites. Covenize as we rate much like the movies, uh, mature, mature teen, highly mature. And we have our technology goes out and looks at these sites to, to, come, to come up with those things. Offer superior and free member services. If you're having problems with your technology, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? Right? You you get put on hold or you can't get through. So make sure that you, you don't have to pay for member services and that there's people there who are friendly, courteous, and knowledgeable. And, of course, you want someone who will provide you with educational resources so you can stay up to date on things. Our philosophy at Covenant Eyes is that basic filtering is not enough. It can be used in conjunction with accountability, but accountability should be the primary. Filtering should be uh, the add-on. Uh, there are thousands of sites called anonymizers or proxy sites, secure ones, and, and they allow users to circumvent most filters. Uh, these anonymizers are the most common ways that users bypass filtration and blocking software. We just did a survey a month or so ago. 69% of the parents we surveyed weren't aware that anonymizers even existed, that their kids could do this. So, of course, you want someone who's aware of these and actually prevents circumvention and blocks anonymizers. It should be customizable, but it should be based on age or developmental level. Choose a software that can be adapted to your family's needs, customized based on age appropriateness. So as your family grows, you can change the restrictions. We feel the need is for accountability and protection combined. Monitoring sites visited is, is, is more important, I think, and not just just as important, but it's more important than just blocking inappropriate content. We want to ensure that this does not become a uh, secret activity, and we want to make sure that your relationships are growing. And the only way to do if someone gets blocked while they're searching for something, you'll never know. Okay, but if it comes on a report that they were blocked, then you have something to talk about. Use the monitoring reports to have open and honest conversations with your family about where they go and what they see when they're online. Can you see how the relationship could be enhanced if we can work into this a situation where this can happen? All filtering should be context-based and not overblock. I touched on this earlier. Sometimes filters will just block the root URL, like for Craigslist. They'll block all of Craigslist, when really there's only a few areas on Craigslist that should be blocked. And so it causes problems for, for the parents who actually might want to buy or sell something on Craigslist. So you want to choose something that is content-based, that looks at what's on the, the website 
And by the way, that's dynamic. In other words, sites change multiple times daily. If someone's just buying a list of sites, they, they aren't able to keep up with these changes. You want software that can actually go out and see. We've had uh, sites go from teen to mature teen in a couple hours just by what was put on the site, another article or another picture or something. You want something that keeps up with the, uh, with the changing of the web pages. Of course, you want the technical support included in the service. You want your questions answered. You also want to be able to utilize your product to its greatest ability. So you need uh, a good member services crew. And, of course, you want someone who will keep you informed so that you can stay up to date and abreast of what's going on. And it's changing faster. It's not going to slow down. The question here is, was this information valuable for you? Um, you know, my hope is that you learn the seriousness of the situation. I, I, I said at the beginning I might make you feel uncomfortable a little bit, and my, I actually hope that I did that. But it takes protection, accountability, communication, and the right technology to overcome this issue. Um, real quickly, and Dave's given me permission to talk a little bit about Covenant Eyes, what we do, how our products work, and so forth. So we've got a, a short overview of our products and services. We're not going to get into the detailed details of how the reports work and all of this, but just a little bit about uh, what we do. We've been in business for 11 years, actually. We're in 150 countries. Missionaries use us all over the world. Um, we provide two services for each individual, uh, accountability or filtering, or you can use both together, which is what I talked about earlier. Internet accountability reports. These are reports that actually rate web pages viewed on your computers and handheld devices. And they come generally weekly via email, and they come right off of our servers. Okay, this is not something that's out there somewhere. It's on our servers. We have half the bandwidth for our town. So we keep all this information. After 30 days, it gets flushed. It just goes away. So it's a running 30-day kind of thing. And you can access something called our member center and go to the detailed browsing log to look deeper into these reports. Internet filtering, block inappropriate content, and decide when the Internet may be used. There's time controls on, on the filter, so if you want your child to be on from 7 to 8, you can put that on the filter, and it won't let them on during any other times. Internet accountability. We are the pioneer of Internet accountability. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story about this real quick. Our founder, his name is Ron DeHaas, and one day he, he got Internet when he first got Internet, he quickly realized the potential dangers. And so he went to his, now, who is now his son-in-law, which was then his uh, gardener, so to speak, or the guy who took care of his lawn, and he was a geek, so he asked him, can you tell me where I've been online? And he went away and he did something where he was able to, other than just the history that you see on, on the computer, he, he came up with that. Well, a while later, Ron's family was actually killed in an uh, accident. Uh, a, a tanker truck rear-ended them while they were stopped. And, and so he got a settlement for that accident. And out of that settlement, he started Covenant Eyes with this idea that came to him from the person who takes care of his, uh, his yard, who is now like a, a partner. 
But this was the idea. Accountability, it's a relational solution to a technological issue. It's not just blocking. So we monitor each website viewed, and we rate the content for age appropriateness. Each page is rated. And here we go, T for teens, M for mature are provided to you in a report, so you will know how the Internet is used in your home or office. These are great conversation starters. This is just the, the heading of one of the reports. Uh, I don't know how many of you have used our service before, but you see up to the right it says reports look good. Uh, then it says most active hours, 3 p.m., 9 a.m., 5 p.m., most visited sites. And these are just highlights. You can get uh, all kind. You can customize your report to give you all kinds of information. You can also actually see the titles of videos watched on YouTube and talk about what they watch. So you see here, this was a YouTube.com, uh, YouTube, I'm with Jen Heap, Hide and Seek with Lyrics, on and on, on rated uh, on January 6th at 9.37 and 18 seconds in the morning, rated Mature Teen. That's just one, and you'll get more uh, in the report. This is just a cut from the report. Internet accountability, you'll be able to know the words used to search uh, for search engines, what your kids are using to actually look for stuff. See the times of day when your kids internet access the Internet. See a list of websites that were blocked. If you do have our filter, we can detect the websites that were blocked, and we report on that. We also, at a glance, you can see the top 20 websites they view the most. You can also see percentage-wise what websites each day. A little bit about the filter. We allow you to select how sensitive the filter is for each member of your family, block more for younger kids and less for older teen and adults. Add your own list of sites to block. Uh, always allow always block list that you can put in yourself. Our settings menu lets you select when and for how long each of your kids use the Internet. Of course, this ends arguments, which is always a good thing. How is our filter different? Other filters, as I mentioned, use a block list. We use an advanced content-based filtering system. We, we analyze every page in real time, which allows us to distinguish between inappropriate sections of bigger sites. It allows, enables age-appropriate filtering, which can be changed as your family matures. And we block the secure anonymizers that other filters miss. We do have a great support team. Um, we focus on education significantly. We have an educational blog, as I mentioned, that is regularly updated, used by hundreds of thousands of visitors. Uh, superior member services. Our member services is in our facility. We have 15 people. We're open from uh, your time 7 in the morning till 11 at night. It's free and they'll stay on with you for as long as you need them to. Uh, we, have a, we have accountability software available for Windows and Mac, as well as iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. We're, we're working feverishly. I, I petitioned for uh, any, any good programmers. Uh, the race is on to get to some of these other handheld devices. Yeah. Okay, uh, we, Covenant Eyes works differently on, on PCs or laptops than it does on iPhones or iPads or iPod Touches. Uh, 
Uh, we have a free download at the iTunes Store. So if you're a Covenantized member with one of those devices, what you do is you go there, you download that. Uh, it's a browser. You have to search through the, our browser. So what has to happen is uh, Safari or any other Internet browser needs to be disabled. And this is a function of the accountability partner. So uh, what happens is if your child has one of these devices, you load up Covenant Eyes, you disable Safari, and then you as the parent or the accountability partner put in the four-digit code. You don't let them know what it is. I would also encourage you to um, talk to them about apps and not let them add apps just at a whim. You should be aware of what apps they're adding to their devices because they'll add 50, 60 apps in a blink of an eye, and next thing you know, you know, they've got all these apps, and some of those apps you can't get online with. So um, does that answer the question? Thanks. I lost my thing. Where'd it go? We've been changing lives for more than 10 years. Uh, we regularly get testimonials from people about how we're uh, saving marriages and helping, helping them uh, stay clean and pure. Uh, we're recommended by these types of organizations, Pure Hope, MOPS, Enough is Enough, Abstinence Clearinghouse. This is just a sample of what people are saying. And, and as Ron says, if we could just change one life, if we've only changed one life, it's been worth all the... All, everything that we go through. And believe me, we are on the forefront of spiritual warfare, as, as are you. So I want to encourage you to learn about protecting your family through the uh, free handbook that they're going to give to you, uh, Parenting the Internet Generation. You don't have to email us to receive a copy. The second thing I would like for you to do is to try us out for 30 days. And I got permission from Dave to uh, kind of hit hard on this because we don't want this to be a sales pitch. We want to educate you, but we believe we're the best thing out there when it comes to accountability. And what we're offering you, if you sign up with the promo code Kevin Webb in the uh, process, the sign-up process, we'll give you 30 days at no cost to try our, our program um, and we are a, a subscription program, so there's no contract to sign. You can start or quit whenever you want. We have several people who keep coming back to us. It's kind of crazy. We know who they are. They'll go for a while and think they're okay, and then they'll quit, and then they'll come back. Um, so you can stop and start whenever you want. There's no contract for you to sign. Um, there's our website and the promo code. My direct extension is right there. So I don't give this out very freely, but if you want to talk to me directly, you can just dial toll-free and dial that extension, or you can just dial direct, uh, which is uh, 989-720, and then that extension. So I want to encourage you to do that, and I'm going to be here for a while this afternoon. If you have any questions about the technology, how it works, how do I download Covenant Eyes, there's really no reason. You know, I know that there's a process about the process I talked about earlier where awareness precedes understanding, which precedes change, and we've tried to get a lot of awareness and a lot of understanding in here. 
to encourage you to change. And um, my, my prayer is that you'll do that. Numbers tell me that 3% of you are ready to do something like this right now. 30% of you are kind of, I don't even know what it's about. Uh, 7% were maybe a little further along in the buying process. So we understand that. Uh, we understand that we've got to educate and, and serve people before they will trust us and use us. But um, my hope is that we've made a, you know, a stride in that today. And uh, you can contact me personally to, to talk more. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Per username. Okay, we go by username. So if you have a handheld, a laptop, and a, let's say, a desktop, you can put us all on there for the same price. But if your husband wants, and, and we report by usernames. And so to separate out the reports, all the family members should have their own username. But they can have as many accountability partners as they want for no charge, and they can also put it on as many devices as they'd like, up to five. Yes, sir. Sneaking in a different username. Yeah, we with Covenant Eyes is on your machine. You can't get online without entering the correct username and password. So even if he gets on with someone else's username and password, the settings might be a little different. And this happens sometimes if you don't log out. Like you have to log into Covenant Eyes, then you have to log out when you're done. Let's say you get off your computer, but you don't log out, and your child sits down, and they start using the Internet under your username, then it will come on your report. So there's some training that has to happen with logging in and logging out. And you will not get online with Covenant Eyes if you don't know your username or somebody's username and password. And we have uh, to uninstall, you have to call us and get an uninstall code, which we refresh each day. Um, so we, you just don't take Covenant Eyes off the computer. There's a code that you get, and um, we, you can specify, if, like if only mom or dad is authorized to get that code, uh, we can set it up that way, and we would recommend that. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Antivirus? Norton antivirus? With parental controls? Um, as far as the reporting, that doesn't report on, uh, on all the websites. Via text or via email? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly what the product is you're talking about, so I can't speak intelligently about it. So I don't, I don't know. I, I would be like to talk to you about that, though. And we may not be the right thing for you, and that's, not, that's okay. We just encourage you to do something. You know, uh, sometimes people wait till the perfect product comes out. It's better to, you know, get started, get some protection, and train your children then to, to wait. So, if, you know, it's not that you have to use Covenant Eyes. You're free to use whatever you want. But I just well, hopefully we, we did some um, awareness today that you're more aware of the need to do something. Yes, ma'am. Online through the Xbox. There are devices that you can put on your uh, in your home that will report on Xboxes and stuff like that. They're fairly new. We're working on one. 
they're, they're fairly new. They're called devices, and they, they tie into your actually into your wireless uh, port, so that any any signal going out of your wireless, anything going through there, will will uh, mon- it will monitor it. So that's something you'll have to look into separate from us. We don't we don't do that yet. Yes, sir. with them. We have a patent pending on it. I don't, I don't believe they do either. They, there's, there's secure anonymizers and unsecure anonymizers. Some of them say they do anonymizers, but they're just the unsecure anonymizers. OpenDNS talks about anonymizers, but those are unsecure anonymizers. Anonymizers are websites that, that allow you to get on the Internet through them anonymously. One is, for instance, flute. Well, I probably shouldn't give it out. <laughs> um, but you, you go to these websites. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's out of the booklet. Thank you. I, I didn't have my book open. Yes, sir. No, we don't do any keystroking or anything like that. We don't send out emails. Again, we want to foster an attitude of accountability. So there may be some training needed up front for that. And then, as you go, we maybe back off of that, but no, we don't. You will know what site they were on when their report comes. Anybody else? Well, I want to thank you all for coming out. And uh, if you do have anything, uh, copy my name down, copy my uh, phone number down, and give me a call. I'm in the office from uh, 8 until 4, your time. Thanks, Kevin. We, uh, we just, Dave and I wanted to give you guys any chances uh, that you'd like to take also to ask questions of, of Dave or myself, if you had any, as far as Internet uh, usage and things like that. So if you have any questions you want to throw at us, uh, probably the best we, you guys can just address us. We'll be here instead of throwing them out in front of everybody. Because I know some of you have young kids that you need to get on the way. But like Pastor Kevin said, he'll be here. Dave and I will be here. I think uh, that will probably be the best way for us to handle it. Junior high, if you have a junior high question, fifth or eighth grade, come see me. High school, see Dave. Or any type of question, obviously, <laughs> see Kevin. So, uh, so we really appreciate you guys uh, coming out. Uh, I know there's a ton of information to take in. Uh, but their website is great. We've gone to it, and that's basically how we found out. Uh, we've heard great things about Covenant Eyes. It wasn't just us uh, just randomly hearing of them. Uh, I actually get their emails and updates and things like that, so it's a, a very reputable company to, to work with. So uh, it's, uh, I know for me, I have a 6-year-old, 3-year-old, and a 10-month-old, 
just watching all that stuff, I'm really scared. So Sydney knows how to get an app on my iPhone, so it's, uh, and she's six. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely overwhelming, but it's something that God's blessed uh, the founder and the people at Covenant Eyes to come alongside us, just like Dave and I do. We come alongside you to help you any way we can, and this is just another resource that can come alongside you as well to uh, allow your kids to, to be safe, but not just to be safe, but to be God-honoring Christians and people that love Christ. And as Stuart said today, disciples, you know, so that they can not just correct their behaviors and watch them and smack them down when they do something wrong and you get that report, but it's more in the, in the process of parental education to, to, to show that you love them and that you care about them and that you care about the evils that are out there lurking uh, to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's kind of the reason why uh, we wanted to bring bring Kevin in. So I don't know if Dave has anything to add to that. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a dad call me, and he uh, he was just blown away that his son had, he discovered that his son was looking at Internet pornography. Um, I guess he was about a sophomore in high school at that point. And so he wanted his son to meet with me and, and to talk about it. And um, I was probably more surprised that the dad was surprised that his son had done that. And uh, so I want you to know, as a youth pastor, I know Tim feels the same way, um, our starting point is that almost every kid already has looked at it. And so I get surprised when I find out that the kid hasn't looked at it. As parents, your starting point is probably you're surprised if you find out that they have looked at it. And I'm not trying to frighten you unnecessarily. I'm just saying that the statistics show that, um, that it's, it's very prevalent and very few kids in the high school age especially have not seen something. And, uh, and so my encouragement to you guys is just you, you've got to be proactive here. You cannot allow time to pass and your kid gets to be 18 years old and you realize they've been looking at this for several years now and they're now addicted to it and it's, it's a really tough road uh, to be set free from that. So um, that's our encouragement to you. Um, it's a tough topic, we know. It's a heavy topic, but we feel like it's one that we absolutely have to address, especially if we're going to be Christ honoring, honoring disciples of Christ. And, uh, and so, again, as Tim said, please uh, come and talk with us about any questions that you have, and we'd love to help you any way that we can. Um, if you also feel like, as, as a father, if you feel like you don't know quite how to address this with your son, um, we'd love to discuss that with you. And uh, we also feel like that um, one of the best things you can do as a father is to tell your son, hey, look, you know, every guy on some level, um, we're visually wired, God made us that way, every guy on some level can struggle with, the, with, with lust, obviously. And I think when you admit even those kinds of struggles to your, to your own son, it kind of frees him to say, okay, yes, I struggle. Let me tell you, let me tell you Dad, how I struggle now. Like, well, the, the reality is how I struggle with those things. So please, as fathers... Be honest with your kids about uh, just those types of things. Um, I think your honesty will let them be honest, with, more honest with you in the long run. So, uh, something you want to add? Uh, one more thing I forgot to add is a junior high pastor uh, this morning 
we, we cover fifth through eighth grade, so it's a really weird you know, thing where it's a fifth grader versus eighth grader. This morning we addressed our seventh and eighth graders. Uh, fifth and sixth graders went back and they kind of did their own thing apart from what we because we wanted to address some more topics that fifth and sixth graders might not be introduced to yet. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but we didn't want to really get in the way of any, uh, any innocence that's still there with fifth and sixth grade. But I will tell you, after Kevin and I did the question and answer, I took the 7th and 8th grade guys out back because I wanted to talk to them more bluntly. So I talked to them more bluntly and said, raise your hand, 7th and 8th grade guys, if you've experienced or encountered pornography online, whether it's you searched for it or it popped up. Guess how many of them raised their hand? Every single one of them. Every single one of them. This is 7th and 8th grade. I'm sure if I went to the 5th and 6th grade, probably get a pretty high percentage that they did too. So although, uh, you know, it's something that you may be the best plant parent on the planet, uh, or you're, you're, you're trying to do that, we really all need help. We all need assistance, no matter how savvy we think we are in technology and computer. Uh, I think we all need, need something to help us along. So uh, that's why, one of the main reasons why we brought uh, Pastor Kevin in with us. So... Uh, I really appreciate him coming all the way down from Michigan. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. It's our privilege. And like I said, uh, uh, like Dave said, a lot of you have friends that couldn't be here today. We're out of town doing something. Please pass along the information that this will be online. It's recorded. It'll be up. Dave will pop it up there, and I'll put it on our junior high site as well. But they can listen to that and, and hear the opportunities out there. Uh, we also have this presentation we do live every Tuesday. So if you go to our website, on the footer of the homepage is a column titled Resources, and you can sign up for this presentation or encourage your friends to um, it's done at 2 in the afternoon and 8 o'clock at night every Tuesday. And so uh, we did, you just get an invitation, fill out your information, uh, and then you get the information about the online presentation. So please encourage your friends to do that. All right, well, let's close out in a word of prayer. If you, we'll hang around here if you have any questions uh, to ask us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much. Uh, that we can uh, remember always, even in, in the face of these overwhelming statistics and uh, the, the battle that's out there, that you are in control. Lord, uh, even though it is, is uh, a huge thing that, that we as parents face. Lord, I thank you that you've provided uh, wisdom to people like the people at Covenant Eyes to come alongside of us as parents to, to help us in our journey and Lord, I pray for our children, Lord, that you will protect them, uh, not protect them necessarily from experiencing different things, but protect them uh, in, in the sense that they will understand what it means to, to grow in you, to love you, to be pure and holy, and so that they will see things maybe that are unholy and recognize that and be able to make wise decisions. Because we know it's coming if it hasn't already. If it hasn't happened already, Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom as parents. Help us to do this in love and not judgment, but love. Firm love, love that you give to us, wisdom that you give to us. And uh, I pray that we will be able to see our kids grow to be godly, 
Christian young men and women that are pure and holy before you, not to 